Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on Aboriginal land and recognise the strength, resilience and capacity of the Turrbal and Yagara people in this land. Hey, Mel. Hey, Taylor. Oh, I've lost my joke. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What did the hungry Dalmatian say when he had some kibble? Well, what? That hit the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Book, book, hello. Book, book, hello. Welcome back. (laughs) I never know who's going to take the lead, so I'm just like, (laughs) surprise. (laughs) Welcome back to the Floof and Papa podcast. I'm here with Taylor and Mel. That's me. That's very weird. We did it backwards, so it sounds like I'm Mel and you're Taylor. (laughs) That would be weird. You don't look like a tailor. I feel, I feel like, like you could pull off a Mel. I feel like if you were tailor, you'd be a super preppy tailor. Preppy? Yeah. Am I a super preppy Mel? No, no, no. You're a down earth Mel. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So dogs. Yep. What you got? <laughs> I got a story for you. Tell me now. Delivered to us very kindly by producer Zane. It's the story. That's cheating. I have to find my own stories. Oh. <laughs> I have all the ones as well, uh, but it's the story of the Marama sheepdog and little penguin protector that retired ah, after nine years on cute. Middle Island. Um, Go now, do it. We're on ABC News. Thanks, Ooh, uh, legit. Emma Noble. Yeah. We legit this week. Thanks, Zane. <laughs> uh, so, after almost a decade spent protecting a famed little penguin colony in southwest Victoria in Australia uh, from fox predation... Tula, the oh Marema sheepdog, is hanging up her lead. Go back again. Uh-oh. <laughs> I missed a bit. Which, which sheep's, bit? Sheepspination? What? Tula, the Marema sheepdog? I don't know. Something just <laughs> did not compute in my Marema. brain. Marema. Marema? That's all right. I'll Marema. listen back to it later. I'll listen back to it. <laughs> Keep going. Along with her sister, Yudi, 11-year-old Tula has been guarding breeding penguins on Middle Island near... Oh, Oh, even my eyesight's not good for this. Um, near I have my glasses if you need to borrow them. War number... No, I refuse to get glasses. I'm very stubbornly not getting my eyes tested. That's dumb. <laughs> um, near Warrambool? Since she was just two years old. <laughs> uh, now with Numerama pup Mezzo, or Mezzo, training to be a penguin protector, Tula can look forward to a well-deserved retirement. Aww. She's real sweet. She looks real fluffy. Uh, she's got a bit of arthritis, so she finds it really difficult to get up all those flights of stairs onto the top of Middle Island, said Middle Island Project Coordinator Patricia Corbett. Despite being slower than she once was, Tula will not be completely stepping away from her role. She will be protecting chickens at a farm <laughs> that they rest at, and she'll also be helping us train our younger guardian dogs. What is she protecting the chickens from? What's coming snakes? for the chickens? How does dogs protect from snakes? Bark, bark, bark. Oh. Are snakes afraid of borks? I guess. I'm going to Google that right now. Yeah, do it. Are um, snakes afraid of borks? And we have this little quote. Maremas don't like to not have a job, so she's going to be continuing on her role in a different way. 
The Middle Island Marama Project began in 2006 after fox predation saw a sharp decline in the island's little penguin population. Oh, no. Did you find out about snakes? Yeah. Um, they're afraid of t- dogs. Great. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> At the time, fewer than 10 penguins <laughs> remained. Maremmas, large white dogs originally bred to protect flocks of sheep. Yep. Maybe you... Maybe before you predicted me stumbling over that. Yep. Because that's exactly well, what let's happened. let's go with that. <laughs> um, uh, which we've talked about before on the podcast, Marimas, uh, were placed on the island to protect the penguins during the breeding season. The dogs bond with the flightless birds and guard against predators such as foxes, which plague warumbles foreshore and can cross to nearby Middle Island on the sand during low tide. I only got about half the words you just said. Should I say I, it again? No, I think my brain is just not computing... <laughs> today i don't know what's going on but like you're saying stuff and i'm like i don't know if that was in english (laughs) i'm very tired to be fair Uh, that's true exhausted y'all uh the project managed by warrumble city council famously inspired the 2015 film oddball which i haven't seen but it looks really cute i know that movie penguin numbers have been increasing until increasing until oh penguin numbers had been increasing until in august 2017 when 140 little penguins Uh if you're gonna say something sad please don't mm, almost the entire colony were wiped out by foxes Ah! Um, this was not a lapse in the dog's ability it's just the dogs are away from the island due to bad weather sorry penguins that's nature swiper no swiping Uh, an entire colony of penguins poor little penguins there's one Damn. family of really fat foxes in April 2017. What a steal, though. If you were those, August, pengu- if you were those like foxes, wouldn't you just be stoked? Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, this is the best day ever? <laughs> oh, dear. Man, I really like foxes too, but not in this scenario. Yeah. Despite one especially cunning fox causing trouble on the island this year, the penguin population has been recovering. Maramas work in pairs on the island, so the dogs are not lonely, but working intensely together has its challenges. Middle Island Project Officer John Sutherland has worked with Tula and Yudi since the day they arrived in Warrumble. They're sisters from the same litter, he said. <laughs> I'm just sisters trying. from another litter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we learned very quickly. We'll never do that again. Dang. We'll never do that again. They're the best of mates. They Should get on great. Think, wait a minute. If the weather was bad, yeah. shouldn't the humans have gone in the place of the dogs? What were we doing? That's fair. Maybe it was really bad and they didn't want humans there either. But yeah, poor penguins. Poor penguins. Uh, They're the best of mates. This is in regards to Chula and Yudi. They get on great with each other, but every now and then they just have that blue. They just have that blue. I've never heard that before. Just like sisters. Have have the blues? What? Now and again, they have that blue. A blue is a fight. Thank you, producer Zane. Oh, I've never heard that. Neither have I. What, like you got, like, oh, I got into a bit of a blue last night? Oh. Weird. Okay. Despite some sibling rivalry, ri- rivalry, there we go, <laughs> Tula <laughs> guarded her penguin colony ferociously and as the island's lead guardian, she was the dog who would bark first. Her handlers know her as a loyal girl and the smallest marima in the group. Tula's a very sweet dog. You can see her looking lovingly into your eyes, Ms. Corbett said. Goodbye, Tula. After years on the program, Tula will celebrate her retirement with a sentimental farewell, surrounded by those who worked with her. We're going to have a special cake for her. We'll send her off in style. That's so cute, Ms. Corbett said. They're like, oh, sorry, we made it out of sugar. You can't have any, bye. (laughs) 
I hope they listened to the podcast and worked out how to make a cake for the dog. I don't know. Inside some kind of plug here. Okay. Even though you're listening to the podcast already, if you no, heard this. We don't need a plug yet. Yeah, I Thanks don't know. for listening. <laughs> uh, she goes on to say, I'm not 100% sure which cake I'm going to make just yet. Oh. It'll probably be probably some one form. from the Fluver and Popper podcast. <laughs> some form of meatloaf with either a peanut butter frosting or a mashed potato oh, frosting. Mashed potato? Can dogs have mashed potato? Yeah, without oh. salt. Oh, then what's the point? <laughs> Anyway, that's the that's the quote that the article ends on <laughs> about the cake, which I appreciate. So now I am genuinely worried about your eyesight. Do we need to like go take you to an optometrist or something? I yeah, feel probably. Bad. It's free. Glasses I are should cool. do it. I've had glasses since I was eight, and I didn't get bullied at all. <laughs> but they're oh. cool now. They came in trend after a while. Also, we just got a um, follower on Instagram in real time. No way. So I'm gonna shout out. Take notice of Otis. Oh no, wait, that was from two weeks ago. Hang on. But also shout out. But also, out. hey, take notice of Otis. <laughs> oh, no, I can't find you. Where's the new person that liked us? Oh, I can't Instagram. I can't find them. Do you anyway, need- if you liked us at 4.53 p.m. on a Sunday Brisbane time, shouts out. Thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. It, even though we have f- no idea who you are. <laughs> one new follower. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. And that's the story of our, our beautiful Marema sheepdog. Okay. Chula. Chula. Re- yeah, retiring. That's so cute. Chula. I like penguins. I like penguins too. Also was foxes, but not so much this I story. really like foxes, but not that was naughty foxes. No, when they chomp on. It wasn't really naughty. They were just doing their thing. They're just being nature. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bonjour, Melanie. Oh, bonjour, Della. Ooh la la, dogs. Ooh la la. Oh, wait, was it? What Shen. is it? Shen? Shen? Shen. I always knew Padasha because um, there's cat in ballet. There's a step called Step of the Cat. It's called Padasha. But we don't have a step of the dog in ballet, or not that I know of. So, I don't. I Shien always took me longer oh. to learn. <laughs> well, there you go, Shien. Shien. Talk about the French barbet dog. Ah, oh, that was good. That was good. Hey. hey. Wow, producer Zane. Yeah. Oh, you should have seen the reluctance <laughs> with which he pressed that button. I was like, I totally set up a perfect. That was bah, 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 so bah, worth wow, it. And he just so worth let it. me down. The one time we don't have Melanie on the key. Yeah, right. I would have pressed the button, Zane. But also, hey, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to producer Zane, who's actually <laughs> with us today. Oh, lol. Okay, so I haven't heard of this dog before. Have you? No, tell me the name again. I, it, well, okay, it's Barbet, B-A-R-B-E-T. But I'm Barbet. sure in French it's like Barbet. Barbet. Barbie dog. Barbie dog. Barbie. 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 Uh, is a medium-sized French water dog. <gasps> He's so cute. Yeah, right. Listen in group eight, Retrievers, Flushing Dogs, Water Dogs by the Société Centrale Canine, which is the French kennel club. Yes. Yep. The breed name comes from the French word barbe, which means beard. Oh, yeah. Beard. Of course, it's the same in Romanian. I, I should have known that. It's the same in Romanian. Yeah, barbe. Barbe. Is a beard. Or chin, also. Weird. The word for chin and beard is the same. Yeah. Also, the word for hand and arm is the same. It's very confusing. Whoa, that is confusing. Yeah. Romanian, what's going on there? Anyway, this dog looks like an otter hound. A little bit. They're kind of fuzzy, though. They're, they're cute. They really, <laughs> they're fuzzy. Um, they're a really rare breed. Mm. Uh, most barbets, especially those shown in confirmation shows, are entirely black, black and white, or brown. Are you googling confirmation shows? I am indeed. Bless you. <laughs> Um, it is common to see white chest spots, white paws or legs on black or brown coated dogs. 
I have yeah, do it. Go for a it. A confirmation show, also referred to as a breed show, is a kind of dog show in which a judge familiar with a specific dog breed evaluates individual oh. purebred dogs for how well the dogs conform to the established breed type. In uh, in the ballroom world, they call that proficiency grading. Oh, scary! So that sounds you scary. Have, yeah, it is. Which is why I don't do it. They have <laughs> they have competitions which are like against other dancers, mm. and then they have proficiency grading, which is against yourself. Dang! Which is just like how good are you at this dance? So I assume it's something akin to that. Yes. Yeah. They go something like that. Uh, <laughs> most bar bets, bar bets usually grow to be about 20, uh, sorry, 53 to 64 centimeters tall and between 18 to 27 kilograms. It's pretty big. Yeah. Medium top. Yeah. Medium, medium, medium flavor. Medium to big. Medium, medium, medium. Uh, the coats grow really long and must be groomed regularly. Otherwise the coat can be matted. Um, as with some other French dogs. Hmm. And the barbet may lose small tufts of hair like tumbleweeds. That's what the article says. <laughs> tumbleweeds. Like tumbleweeds. <laughs> uh, Same. So accepted colours. These are not the ones that we frown upon. The accepted <laughs> colours of the breed are solid black, brown, fawn, grey, pale fawn, white, mm. or more or less pied. 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 What does that mean? Like Why piebald? Like oh, spotty. Oh, that's cute. Like patchy, more like not like raspberry and like cream pie color. Uh, no, oh, that would be cool though. <laughs> All shades of red fawn and pale fawn are permitted. The shade should preferably be the same color as the body. Uh, gray and white are extremely rare. Mixed colors, except with white, are considered a fault. How dare Oof, you? That's harsh. I assume they mean in in relation to confirmation. Yeah, shows. confirmation shows. Yeah. I, I don't think if you saw one walking down the street, you'd be like, fault. <laughs> Just cross your arms. Incorrect. Like, uh, the most common colors are black or brown with white markings. The birth figures worldwide for 2007 were 176. That's not a lot at all. Nope. Holy moly. That would be considered endangered if it was like a wild animal, yeah. right? Yeah. All born were black or brown with some white markings on the chest, chin, and legs. I don't have any current numbers for you. Sorry unacceptable sorry <laughs> um their personality is described as friendly joyful obedient and intelligent they are quick to learn and need lifelong obedience training damn <laughs> hope you're ready for a mission um great with children families and the elderly barbits will bond with their family and prefer to be in the same room with family at all times oh um they need exercise daily to keep the dog in a healthy state of mind body and spirit it doesn't say spirit. I just wanted to add that. I appreciated it a Thank lot. You. They are capable retrievers for waterfowl hunting. In France, the barbette can take the test de aptitudes naturelles, also known as TAN. <laughs> Good. <laughs> a basic water retrieving test and recently have been permitted to participate in the brevet de chasse à l'eau. Chasse. Chase. A uh, general hunting dog that involves uh, field and water trials. Mm. In, in Germany, the barbette also takes part in field trials. Uh, yeah, so there you go. The breed is an integral part of dog history. Many familiar breeds have Bobette in their industry. Ancestry. Ancestry. Um, depending <laughs> on geography and necessity, the Bobette connected through the centuries in various capacities as a companion dog, but more as an all-around working dog. And the term Bobette came through as a generic name for a dog with a long, curly, woolly coat. Cute. Yeah. Um, so they've also worked as sailors companions. Like the Portuguese ah. water dog. Um, and they're best known for being a waterfowl retriever in the marshes, wetlands, and 
Oh, goodness. Words. Estuaries <laughs> of France. Mm. Um, this is where the expression muddy as a barbet came from in the 19th century. Ah, uh, yes, of course. The famous expression. Uh, you ever, you, you just, your husband ever come home from work and you're just like, oh, you're muddy as a barbet. Yes, often. Get in the shower. <laughs> Gonna try and yeah. incorporate that in my normal with your life. husband. Yes, yeah. with that husband Do that it. I have. <laughs> Sometimes I go to shops and I'll be like, "Oh, um, these are, this is my husband's. Can you help me fix it?" And then they. Do That's it. fun. I switch my ring to my ring finger. That's fun. It's fun to yeah. pretend to have a husband. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with the advent of dog shows and selective breeding based purely on aesthetics, the poodles were developed to be more elegant and of a solid color to distinguish them from the more common progenitors. All right. The versatile nature of the barbet has meant its survival and many of today's barbets still have traits of their ancestral stock lost in the poodle group. Mm. Poodles. <laughs> Got Thanks, <you>. poodles. <laughs> Very few barbets in the United States. Estimated barbet numbers living in America in 2013 were between 150 and 200. Mm. Well, that's more than the 176 in 2007. So we're doing okay. Yeah. There you go. Cute. That's, that's most of what I got. I like them a lot. They're real cool. They're pretty cute. Yeah. They're fluffy as heck. I don't know about the lifelong obedience training, but <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they're smart dogs. Majority of the barbets in the UK are kept as pets. Mm. Although a small number are used regularly as gun dogs, agility dogs, and for search and rescue work. So there you go. Yeah, wow. I wonder if anyone has one in Australia. I'm sure someone. But it's probably like one. Yeah. From one weird French dude that was like, I must bring my barbet. Looks same. One yeah, weird French TBH. dude. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> uh, That's what I got. Well, you know what he would have had to do if he brought his oh, dog over? Here we go. What? Is get the dog vaccinated. That's my segue. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really appropriate that you messed up the segue there because <laughs> it was not a flawless segue. <laughs> hey, I try. Um, so I'll teach you. We obviously we really support getting your dog vaccinated mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast, but I don't think we've really talked about why or what exactly fac- vaccinations, at least in Australia, entail. Are there anti-vaxxers for dog people? Whoa, that's upsetting. That my mind. <laughs> Not ideal. Um, so I'm on finder.com.au uh, to talk about puppy and dog vaccinations, Australia. <laughs> Wasn't a segue, but I appreciate you. No, but it was exciting. So I just need a little something. <laughs> uh, oh, that was fancy. Dogs need a number of vaccines to live a healthy li- healthy life. <laughs> we break down, we being finder.com. Uh, we break down which vaccines are mandatory versus recommended and when your pup needs to get one. There are recommended ones? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know about any of this. Yeah. So I thought it was super interesting. We haven't really talked about it. Let's um, do it. So puppy and dog vaccinations cost in Australia, um, according to the RSPCA, um, for puppies, it's around 170 to 250 for all three rounds. Um, this is dollars talking about costs. <laughs> and dog vaccinations are about $90 a year. Um, Which might sound like a lot, but honestly, it's not... Especially it's if you not adopt for the health of your dog. If you adopt from places like the RSPCA, they are already vaccinated, um, or they organise that for you. It's all included, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, a lot of adopting places. Um, same with stuff like Greyhound Australia and all those kinds of mm-hmm. things. They'll um, they'll actually come vaccinated, ready to go. Mm. Do you know who doesn't come vaccinated, ready to go? Who? Pet store dogs. This is true. Um, I was inquiring about a pet store dog recently. 
And um, yeah, they were like, oh, well, she's not vaccinated or desex, so you'd have to like go sort that out. That so does. they're not, actually, it, that might be a lie. She was maybe only not desexed. But my point being, mm. they don't always do the full lot. So you'd have to double check all the vaccinations mm. and probably go get extras and um, boosters and stuff. Yeah. And we support doggy health. Uh, so which vaccines does your puppy or dog need? Uh, the Australian Veterinary Association has identified two categories of vaccines dogs will typically need. These are core vaccines and non-core vaccines. So core vaccines are vaccines for three life-threatening diseases that are extremely dangerous to your pup. Canine distemper virus, canine parvovirus and canine adenovirus or canine hepatitis. Uh, your vet will give these vaccines in a single combination called the C3 vaccination and your pup will need two or three rounds of the C3 between 6 and 16 weeks of age. The C3 is necessary for all dogs no matter how they are raised or where they live in the world. Uh, here's a little more detail about the diseases that the C3 is designed to stop. Canine distemper virus is a highly infectious, incurable and possibly fatal viral, viral infection that starts off by attacking your dog's respiratory system and can later attack the brain and spinal cord, leading to seizures and paralysis. Guys, these vaccines are so important. Canine adenovirus, or CAV, uh, also known as canine hepatitis, is a virus that attacks the liver and kidneys, leading to jaundice, loss of appetite and bleeding disorders. Most dogs recover, but side effects can last for a long time. Keep your dog healthy and it will be comfortable. Canine parvovirus <laughs> or parvovirus is a highly infectious disease that lives in the feces of infected dogs and can remain in the environment for up to a year. Ah, everything sucks. It attacks the digestive system, <laughs> bone marrow and immune system, which makes infected dogs even more susceptible to secondary infections. Your vet may also prescribe non-core vaccines for puppies that live in rural areas or are commonly boarded with other dogs. Uh, these non-core vaccines include uh, parainfluenza virus. Wait, that's not <laughs> that's not what the vaccines include. It's like it's the <laughs> it's the vaccine includes for. what it's vaccinating for. <laughs> yeah, good save, good save. <laughs> parainfluenza virus, which is contagious but not life-threatening, um, and is one of the causes of kennel cough. Aww, Affects the respiratory cough. system. Yeah, you, kennel cough is such a cute name, but kennel cough <laughs> ends there. Yeah. Um, uh, but it can be especially devastating to dogs with weak immune systems like puppies and older dogs. Uh, usually given to dogs, this is interesting, who are frequently exposed to other dogs like those being boarded or those in a dog show. So if you have a dog show dog, definitely get the parainfluenza virus vaccine. Uh, another one is Bordetella bronchi septica. I don't know whether I said that right. But it's another cause of kennel cough. Um, although this time a bacteria is to blame. Yeah. Like the one like p1 which is or pi oh yeah pi parainfluenza like pi this is a non-life-threatening respiratory illness that is commonly found in dogs who are frequently exposed to other dogs i didn't realize this i didn't realize that there were vaccines you had to get for frequent exposure to other dogs question does that mean if you go to the dog park a lot and it's always busy you need to get these vaccines i don't know ask your vet for more information Good one. Uh, and the third non-core vaccine you want to get is for Leptospira interorgans, uh, which is LI. This is a bacteria that's, uh, that is spread through the urine of wild animals like rodents and through water that carries the urine. Therefore, it is more common in areas with lots of wildlife, high rainfall, or both. In many cases, the infection is mild, but in severe cases, it can lead to meningitis and death, which we don't want. No. 
Uh, if your vet thinks your pup needs these non-core vaccines, they'll give them to your pup at the same time as the C3. Uh, you've also got what is the difference between C3, C4 and C5, but feel free to check out the show notes and finder.com.au for that. <laughs> um, because I wanted to go straight to when do I need to vaccinate my puppy? Yes. So the World Small Animal Veterinary Association, which is WSAVA, recommends that your puppy gets three rounds of the C3 between six and 16 weeks of age, as I said before. Um, But definitely don't give your pup its last shot before 16 weeks. Okay. Yeah. So ideally, the puppy vaccination schedule should look like six to eight weeks, you get the C3, 10 to 12 weeks, C3 and C4 or C5 if the vet recommends it. And then at 16 weeks, C3 again. Important to stick to the schedule as closely as possible for a number of reasons, including the fact that you need to allow at least four weeks between each vaccination, Uh, the fact that you want to give your pup the final round of puppy vaccination no earlier than 16 weeks because that's when the dog's immune system is most capable of responding to the vaccine, and that you want all three rounds of puppy vaccination completed as soon as possible so your pup can get out into the world and socialise freely. I love coming across people's puppies that are like on their first walk. I'm always like, welcome to the world. I love you. Which is why you always ask because if it's their first walk and maybe they're still, you know, just going through vaccinations or they've mm-hmm. just been through a lot, you maybe are not able to pet them yet. So please check before you yeah. just reach down and touch someone's dog. For sure, in every situation. Um, in terms of adult dogs, uh, about 12 months after the second round of puppy vaccinations, when your dog is about 15 months old, they'll need their first C3 booster, which is essentially just another C3 shot like they got before. After that, they'll need C3 boosters, 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 every every three years for the rest of their life. If your dog needs any of the non-core vaccines, they will need to get those annually starting at about 15 months old. Uh, Yeah, and puppies get their first vaccination around six and eight weeks. Uh, And then final question, when can you let your puppies socialize? You have to be very careful about letting your pup socialize before they are fully vaccinated because of how easy it is for them to pick up one of the devastating illnesses mentioned before. So here are some ways, my final tips for you to safely socialize your pup while sticking to the recommended 16 week vaccination schedule. Number one, get them used to the home environment. From the moment you bring the pup through the door, you should get them used to all the hubbub of the home. Great word. You know what another great word is? What? Cahoots. Cahoots? You know when you're in cahoots with someone? Oh, yeah. I don't say that enough. I'm always in cahoots. Be in cahoots with your dog and... (laughs) Wow, smooth as hell, girl. (laughs) And get them playing with your other pets and introduce them to a variety of stimuli like vacuum cleaners, different types of surfaces and people wearing different clothing like hats. Poppy will always in the car bark at a bike rider or someone wearing a helmet. Rude. She was not... What the hell, puppy? (laughs) ...introduced to helmets at an early age. So now she's like... Uh, number two is take them to puppy socialization classes. Uh, it's fine for your pup to do some very limited socializing in a puppy socialization class as long as it is at least seven days after the first vaccination. Yes. Make sure the facility where the class is held is completely clean and sanitized and that all other puppies are up to date with their vaccines. Maybe don't go and ask though. Like that would be weird if you were like, is your puppy up to date? Is your puppy up to date? Maybe just make sure you go to a school that requires all the yeah, dogs that's to a have call. a good vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then number three, have your friends bring their dogs to your home. Dog party. I want a dog party. We don't have a dog. Well, we'll get one and then have a dog party. We've been trying to get a dog for like six months. I know. It's just 
You need, you know how you need to be in the right financial situation. Will you get me one for Christmas? Oh, I so wish I would. I'm on the dog and I want you to put it in a box two seconds before I enter the room so that I can open a dog for Christmas. Maybe one day. Just two seconds. Though. As long as we know. Be, like suffering in there. <laughs> as long as we know following Christmas, we are completely financially capable of having a dog. Then yes. I mean, if I stopped eating chocolate, it would be okay. <laughs> I got to choose. I think it might be more than that responsible pet ownership no i mean it's not about are you saying that i eat more than just chocolate because it's true anyway (laughs) if you have friends with fully vaccinated dogs you can have them bring their dogs to your home just make sure it is at least seven days after your pup's first vaccination uh whatever you do avoid taking your puppy to dog parks or any other places where numerous other dogs commonly roam in this uh vaccination period uh, yeah, so that's um. Yeah, well, be Roman. Always, always yeah. be Roman, especially dog parks. Don't be Roman though. <laughs> I mean, you can be Roman. Shout out to our Roman <laughs> listeners, but like, I'm sure we have plenty. <laughs> don't be Roman, as in like Lady Gaga's Roman, because she already did that. I don't know what that means, but uh, Lady yeah. Gaga had an alter ego called Roman. I don't know. I'm that. pretty sure. Am I wrong? Um. <laughs> so that was puppy and dog vaccinations Sorry, in Australia. I confirm that now that I've done it. Taylor's just having a Google of apparently... I'm pretty sure his name was Roman. Lady Gaga's alter ego. Does Lady Gaga have dogs? Oh, no. Now I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, no. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj's alter ego's name was Roman. Of course. I knew it was one of them. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I clarified that. I'm I would now. also like to confirm that Lady Gaga does own dogs. Lady Gaga's the coolest. Cool. I like her a lot. Okay. That's Thank our you show. for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening, you guys. I was listening to a podcast the other day that I listened to regularly that didn't do all their socials. And I was like, I wonder if I cannot do all my socials. And then I was like, no, I should probably do my socials. (laughs) Uh, Go on then. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. Floof and Popper, P-U-P-P-E-R. Floof is F-L-O-O-F. You got Podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I had a bit of a stroke halfway through. Um, So go check us out. We love seeing... Uh, you guys interact. We love seeing pictures of your dogs. We also, um, I just posted a, a little little post about dogs with uh, jobs or dogs in funny locations. So go check that love out. That um, I definitely didn't do it in the middle of this recording because I was focusing, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> go have a look. Appreciate um, you. <laughs> and um, feel free to get in touch with us anytime. Thanks to That's Not Canon for hosting us once again. And thank thanks you, Zane. Back on buttons. <laughs> yeah. So you can just segue yourself, but like for us, it's much harder. I see how it is. Um, also, feel free to shoot us an email, you guys, um, at floofandpapapodcast at gmail.com. I like getting emails from Hell you guys. You. A lot. Do it. I'm doing a little dance because I like it. Do it. All right. Everybody have a great week. Pet a lot or of dogs. dogs cuddle. I hope you do. A dog. And Let us know if you'd adopt a dog. That'd be exciting. Uh, yeah. Bork, bork, goodbye. Bork, bork, goodbye. <laughs>Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because... Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.